Summer, summer, summer time. You guys, it's the summer. Welcome to season three. This summer, Rita and I are going to have conversations. Sailor will share some meditations. We're going to take it down a notch of with intensity and just talk more about real life and integration. I'm super excited about just relaxing together this summer laughing and not having so many experts and thought leaders, but more just conversations about real life and what is going on. Now, big exciting news in Lola community land, the self-compassion challenge is ready for you. If you go to lolacommunity.com, you will find the resources and right there in resources is the self-compassion challenge, eight-week challenge, totally complimentary It is my gift, our gift to you. Self-compassion is a practice, is a skill. It is a muscle you can strengthen. And I'm really, I think it's just wonderful to have this gift for you guys so you can really explore in real life what some practical self-compassion practices look like and um, all the different ways you can do it and why you would do it. So go ahead and check that out on the website. And I think that's it for now. Have a great summer. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Okay, so hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lola Community Podcast. Um, Today is the start of season three and our summer series. And for the summer, what we thought would be really fun to do would be to um, take a break from all of the conversations with the wonderful experts and authors that we've been chatting with. And for Rita and I to spend the summer together having conversations and going um, a little bit deeper with some of the practices that we've been talking about on the podcast, um, I'm very mindful that in modern yoga, uh, psycho-spirituality, transformation, self-growth and development, there is a lot of um, more, 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 more. And floating from topic to topic to topic to topic. And so we really wanted to spend this summer going deeper and talking about how these practices are integrating with our real life and like where they're showing up in our relationships, in our practices, share um, our noticings, our reflections, so that we can go deeper together so that you don't feel like you're always having to Listen to one more person who knows more than you or read another book, right? Let's go deeper this summer in terms of our own lives. So Rita, as you all know, is the community leader of Lola and has been um, supporting the Lola Community Academy for the past six months. So we are at rounding out our first um, co-led, co-taught, co-facilitated seven-month course, Um, and it has been quite a journey and an experience, which (laughs) I think maybe we'll do in a few episodes. We'll kind of talk, Re, about each month and what we've done. That will be really fun, I think. Um, But today, what we wanted to focus on for our talk today was Rita's experience in Little Ohm Life, for the past year, because it's our year anniversary of reconnecting. We've been 
um, friends and colleagues for many years in other settings, but we reconnected a year ago and I invited Rita into our community as a facilitator, as a leader, um, as an assistant, as a way to help rise up in her own spiritual practices. Um, she had been reaching out over a number of years. Um, and I said, okay, let's do it. So we've now been together for a year and Rita is going to share about her experience in and what this past year has been like. So take it away, Riri. Okay. Keeping my stuff in the container here. Okay. Well, thank you all for tuning in and listening in and have this time with Pleasant Sonata. Again, like I think this is, these are really good guides for the summer. Um, not more, 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 less and integrating in real life. And certainly those are very large themes that certainly describe my last year living this little home life. And let me be very clear. Um, I'll start with the top three things that have happened and blossomed in my life. But what I will start with is I came ready. Because you have to be ready. I just want to point that out. You know, I've known Pleasance since 2006. I've reached out to her over the years. Um, last year, I, me, I was ready. You have to be ready to do this work. You have to be ready. Um, and the reason is because the second you start doing this work, Hey, Miller Pillar. I know. The um, minute the you start talking. You start doing the work. Life is going to keep going. But I really want to point that out. You know, this is real. You know, I, I love little own life because it's real wellness for real life. And I really want to point that out that the last year has blossomed so beautifully, beautifully for me because I came ready. What does that I, mean? I don't know what that means. Well, what does um, I came ready mean? Meaning I came with a firm decision to hold myself accountable to my own change. Years before, I would reach out, what that looks like in real life. Okay, well, uh, you know, the own tailspin. I would reach out, hey, Pleasance, I'm ready. Pleasance would go, okay, you're ready. I'm having a such such workshop this Friday. Friday comes, oh, Pleasance, fill in the blank. All, you know, fill in the blank, right? But this time, with the decision and the choice, mm -hmm to be committed to my own change when confronted with, okay, I'm, I, I called Pleasance last spring. She said, okay, I'm having this closing circle at Iona. Come. Something happened. I don't even remember, but something did happen. Life happened, but it's, it, it was that moment like, oh, there it goes. I'm choosing this opportunity mm -hmm. for me now. Um, it's deliberate, it comes from a, a deliberate place, it comes from a conscious place, and it comes from, and we'll talk about this in another episode, a new word that I've learned now that I'm also a student of Ayurveda in this community, it starts with a Sankofa, which, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, Pleasant, but it's the Sanskrit word, a word that means intention. Yeah, Sankofa. Yeah. Uh, an intention is a word that we do say a lot in the spiritual and wellness space, but what I know for sure in this journey, being deliberate and 
conscious and, and, make, and, and make either choice minute to minute, hour to hour. If the intention is the seed, it, it, it is like okay, I planted the seed. I am. I want to do this. I need to do this. This is for me. And your and, and the intention is like literally pouring. I'm looking at water pour down on, on grass now. It's it's literally you watering your own choice. Your own. You're following through with your own words. You are building trust with yourself to follow through on your own commitment. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that helped explain what I was talking about, but that's what well. I what do you think made? Well, what made the choice? Like, what was the change in your own life between the previous years when you? had been reaching out for here and there and then not following through versus now was there anything that happened or was it just maturity or was it um, kind of getting restless with that discomfort of being human or like do you know and it's okay if you don't i'm just curious if you were like there was a pivotal moment when i was like i can't do this anymore and i need help and i know that my heart is calling for this person or this community i'm so glad you asked so i i saw Something you had wrote me somewhere, because that was how I, I was like, it was. It must have been a blog post or something, mm -hmm. something that you had written on. Maybe, maybe it was an email blast. But you had said <laughs> simply, it wasn't nothing real deep from from you know from the bottom of the Gita or anything like that. Literally, you were just like, all right, you know, if what you're doing is working for you, great. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's not working, it's not working. And in that moment, you know, at that time. I was in the transition of turning 36 to 37. <laughs> and I just simply heard what you were saying. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure you've said it different ways over the, over the last decades since I've known you. But again, it's like, okay, you know, a, a lot of times when we're just locked in our own way, we may not be able to receive it. But in that moment, I was able to receive, like, she's right. Like, is how I'm living working? Mm -hmm. Nah, it's not. Mm hmm and you want to keep doing this, Rita? And this is my own self-talk I'm modeling. Yeah. No, I want to change. And another yeah. layer to that, I'm going to tell you another layer, and this relates to so many of the things that we talk about in Lola, about the law of attraction, which really is about appreciation. And it's really yeah. about seeing the good and seeing the richness in your own life. So yeah. so, so, two things happen. One, I'm like, all right, Sister Pleasant says this is, this is working. Nah, it ain't working. And I thought to myself, Rita, this woman, Pleasant Serifi, has served as an angel in your life oh, last year, over 10 years. And I started like reading your stuff that's on. Like, like I know, that, like, so also all these beautiful, like, then you know, obviously, you know, if you Google Pleasant Serifi, you see all the body of work that she's done. And in that moment, I'm like, this is someone who considers me a sister, a family member. Look how rich you are, and you're not even accessing your blessing. So it was like those two things. Mm. Like, I just, in my spirit, I, there was a tinge in my stomach that was just like, this woman has always held your hand in very dark times. And not hold your hand like doing the work of the many, like hold your hand right. toward the light. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you, you want to get your own prison? There's the door. And how could I not? In that moment, mm. I was, I was talking, I was, I felt myself in the same space with God and divine resource. Like, wow, Rita, look how blessed you are. And you're not even tapping into your own blessing. 
mm. of someone in your life whose life work is liberating people. And when I say liberating people, I mean liberating their own suffering. You don't, you're not going to screw the thought of doing work for other people, but I'm using the language, you know, this life transformation work, it is liberating, mm-hmm. you know, up until, you know, I do know, you know, there's a life that is so beyond being trapped in your own mind and what your body of work, your life's work teaches people how to do that. Mm-hmm. So it was those two pieces. One, mm-hmm. is it working? No. Two, here's your opportunity mm-hmm. to change and to be free. Take your healing, Rita. Okay, so you hear that call and you're like, all right, I'm ready to answer it. Will you give us, so I was thinking about this in terms of like, what again is most helpful beyond just like us reminiscing, which we love to do and is very fun, but (laughs) for us, but what is most helpful again in sort of liberation and letting other people see themselves in our story is, and the importance of our partnership um, is, can you kind of walk us through like that, that closing circle at Iona where we did a very powerful, I think of the conversation that we had at the Thrive Closing Circle on race and spirituality as one of the most important, powerful conversations I've ever led in since I've been an adult. I mean, just facilitated and been part of, I think that is like the work I'm just so proud of us for doing that because it was super scary for a lot of people in the room and we had never done it and we didn't know how it was going to go. Right. Like you never know because you didn't know the community at that point, that was your invitation in. So from Iona. And then I sort of think about, you know, just a month ago we were in or six weeks ago in California at the Ayurveda conference. And so can you kind of walk us through like, what are the highlights and the pillars of this past year for you from that moment of walking in and, you know, we don't, we don't really do small talk very well. We go right for the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. So we started with race and spirituality and, uh, you know, and then sort of closing out this really first year working together uh, with some pretty deep conversations around relationships, drinking, um, sexual abuse and trauma, uh, <laughs> in California. So I'm going to open it up to let you kind of share your highlights of the past year. Sure. Thank you. I'm just driving down my top five. Um, okay. So when I came to meet the community, the tribe in real life, I'm going to call out my girl Michelle's, I, I've taken so much language from my tribe. Anywho, the mm-hmm. tribe, you know, all the women that were in that and we did, we had a very serious conversation, but it was so interesting because I was like so entranced, energized, and encouraged by a piece of what everyone said in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at the end of that discussion, I said, this is my tribe. Because again, you know, Spaces I've been, trust me, you know, in the midst of presence and not being in connection, I have, you know, tried different uh, spaces, wellness circles, and stuff. But it was something about the dynamic of the females that was in that room, and I, I, I connected. I made, I made, I was forever changed, and I felt like 
to be in these women's lives and these women's lives were meant to be in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a knowing in my heart these are your people this is your this is part of this new uh family and we'll yeah. talk about this over the next conversations because that's something for me maternal and family tree stuff and i was deeply I, a shift happened just being in that room and being part of we, we had we made we uh we had an art activity that we made these beautiful boxes i mean everything that I often draw out and dream for in terms of the kinds of women I want to be around and build my life with. I found those women in that room. Mm-hmm. So from there, that was wonderful because I felt like, all right, you know, going into the summer, I felt some roots sprouting in terms of having, again, because the power of community mm-hmm. is feeling a part of something larger than itself. Mm-hmm. And so I, that, gave me a lot of confidence going mm-hmm. forward that I now have a community that I feel safe sharing my evolution with. That's mm-hmm. so important because the work doesn't happen in the vacuum. You can't do it alone. We're not built as human beings to do it alone. So important. So going into the summer and through the summer, there was a natural um, spiraling up of one-on-one coaching with you, and then also getting to know the women in the Lola communities. Like mm-hmm. in between our, um, you know, just kind of getting helping me get embedded and kind of a uh, 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 stable footing for my mm-hmm. own work, I had other women that I could mm-hmm. continue to start having these conversations with. I, I'll be very honest with you. So like. You know, which leads me to the next highlight about going into thrive. Mm-hmm. But the bridge, the bridge between okay, I found my tribe, and thrive was you know, look the one, you know, the, the, the very real involved, pleasant sitting down at her kitchen table, and saying, hey, to help you, here are some areas you should consider healing. And for me, for reader, um. I now could speak a little bit about Ayurveda, so I, I, I don't want to work. I don't. I want to. I want to frame this in the frame for everybody can understand. But in yeah. terms of being caught in a mental chasing your tail, mm-hmm. you know, going here, going there, not knowing what time your doctor's appointment is, where are your keys? Don't know where you're going tomorrow. That whole piece about you not controlling, not having a sense of your own time and a sense mm-hmm. of your own life day to day. At the kitchen table, Pleasant was very honest with me and said it in a very loving way. Rita, the path to the foundation, but again, y'all, what's the bomb on y'all? Plan to thrive, honey. Plan to thrive. Plan to thrive. What is plan to thrive? Or what do you say? Plan to thrive. Yeah. Plan to thrive is, uh, to me, it's it's Bible for a lot of people, but it's not. It's a very, it's a very, clear, simple, practical way for anybody, anybody, mm-hmm. not just women, anyone who wants to, again, establish that Sankofa, that commitment that this is my life and mm-hmm. I have the power to change, I'm going to change it, but you do that through managing your time and energy. Mm-hmm. So the plan to thrive is a really great framework for the how. So the mm-hmm. what is the Sankofa? Mm-hmm and the intention and it's the decision it's the choice it's the place of consciousness that yes i want to change myself yes i want to heal myself 
but again the how is you gotta it is your time it mm-hmm. is your life it is your space like for example you know i'm i'm at work right now while we're recording this podcast a year ago i would not have felt free enough and fluid enough and power over my own time to say you know what y'all i'm here at nih but i have a commitment i made mm-hmm. um, i'm going to respectfully and professionally protect my time and protect my commitment and do and infuse and integrate my wellness into my work day. Mm-hmm. i had to sit down and you have to sit down and be conscious of your calendar to do that i had to start developing my voice and that's mm-hmm. something that i've done over the years developing my power and my voice in my work mm-hmm. so back to the plan to thrive it's the how it, it, it helps you walk through some very um, high-level concepts of time management in a way that is very feminine-friendly. And mm-hmm. when I say feminine-friendly, use the language that it, it doesn't, it's not like, oh, you know, getting things done or, or mm-hmm. you know, John Maxwell. It's present Saliki's language. You know, you have your macro, which are mm-hmm. your big items, your, your, your large rocks, your, your, you know, I'm not a mom, but for me, my large rock may be an example of that may be my career. You know, mm-hmm. that's a large rock and it consumes a lot of my time. It consumes a lot of my energy. So I have to understand that when I'm looking at my calendar, I have to allot for that. Now, mm-hmm. guess what? Also, to me, and this is something that I now own, but my biggest rock is my health and wellness. Mm-hmm. You have to make time for that. Mm-hmm. Now, for models, it is essential. And they don't know, not necessarily do people know what vatas what oh. that means so like we're okay. gonna do an ayurveda podcast next week so just speak in terms of distraction <laughs> or distraction. movement yes. you're distracted movement. you're moving it's too it's much it's jumping from yes, thing to thing. thing yeah you talk about the quality racing yeah. mind yeah um I, i'll say this um i'm sure um term, the terms anxiety anxiety racing mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. forgetfulness and fear of the future yeah. So Plan to Thrive as a workbook was very helpful to give you some tools, would you say, Mm -hmm. to help you learn some of those strategies? Yeah. Yes. Tools and language. Because again, to do this, to do your journey, to do your healing, you have to allot time for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's your space. Right. It's your space and it's your container. Right. You need to have, you need to do that. It's not going to work if you don't. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Was that easy to implement like overnight? Like, did you start integrating pieces from Plan to Thrive overnight or did it take, has it taken the year, would you say? Oh, um, well, I tell you, in terms of the, 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 the big click in the mind, I mean, literally, in the guide, get your damn calendar out. Like, it's not that deep, you know, <laughs> like, like, get a calendar. So I got three things out of, out of from being Plan to Thrive in terms okay. of immediate tools. Yeah. I literally, I literally got, a year at a glance calendar so I mm-hmm. could see the year yeah. and see time yeah. on my wall. Yeah. I got a plain old regular notebook. I hope that you all could see. I bought 12 of these dollar store notebooks so that I can have a place and space to just write my mm-hmm. 
my thoughts down mm-hmm. day to day so I don't lose them. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, came up with my own system. And when I say system, it's not that serious, but the system meaning, okay, how am I going to, uh, you know, week, is it going to be a weekly plan? Is it going to be a monthly plan? And yeah. it's not that serious. Just go to CBS and buy one. Or, but in terms of like being able to see time. So yeah. I think, and I got that idea out of the plan for Thrivebook. So in terms of immediate tools, like, okay, freedom. Hey, now that you believe that you have control of the time, get the damn tools, set up the system. You know, that was like step one that happened with that, that same, you know, and that, when I finished Plan to Thrive, like when you finished the book, I said, okay, print out a calendar, get the tools out, put them where you can see them. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Like mm-hmm. putting your tools, making your tools accessible, putting the yeah. things that you need yeah. to, to hear right in front of you, that is easy accessible. And so with that being said, I was able to, for example, when my cousin said, I want, you know, later on that summer, we, uh, we're we going to host a Lola Yoga inviting retreat. Now see, when you take the first step, and don't get me wrong, did fear and anxiety creep up? Of course, but see, my engine had started. And that's how I like to see the Sankofa. If you just kind of keep like little water on you every day, mm-hmm. you, build up, you build up that muscle. You build up that muscle. Nope, I know what to do. I have a new strategy. I know what to do. I can do hard things. So going, for example, mm-hmm. when presents would roll out more activities, or hey, we're doing five with a fall. Frida, are you open? Are you available? The seed had already been sown. That okay, I can see my time. I have a calendar I can go to. I I have agency to go to my calendar and commit and say yes, I'm going to the yoga writing um, weekend mm-hmm. in July. Yes, I want to have myself open and available to be a part of Thrive in the fall. But you can't. You, you know you ha- you gotta you gotta take a step. It's kind of like future the, the future self. You know instead mm-hmm. of. You gotta, you gotta, gotta make your tool accessible, and you gotta take the first step so that when the next opportunity comes, you can say yes and yes mm-hmm. and yes. Layer, yes, layers over itself, but you have to make those steps. Yeah, and that was your first retreat, right? It the was. writing, yoga, and writing. Okay, so mm-hmm. and that and what if you could think of one word? Um to describe that experience when we were pulling away, what would you say? Art is my medicine. <laughs> okay, it, it one phrase. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I art. said word, but good enough. Oh, sorry. Right? Art. Art. <laughs> mm. art. Um, and just to give you all, I know the, the, the formal title of the experience was called Yoga and Writing, mm-hmm. but the way that presence um, designs the retreat experiences is that there's so much space and openness to do uh, creative things. So yes, we did write, but there was also some opportunities to do um, painting if one wanted to do it, or drawing, or walking, intuitive movement. So again, it was there that I, again, the tools was there. Like she bought this, uh, she bought a few art supplies and things to help us digest and, 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 and play with mm-hmm. during our open blocks. And it's like, oh, that's right. I completely forgot I love to draw when I was a little girl. And that came out at the yoga and writing group. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like stepping stones. One experience led to the next. One commitment leads to the next commitment. And then you learn more about yourself and get blessed more. Mm-hmm. So there, it was like, oh, wow. Which led to when we got to, to do fall, I mean, five in the fall. So now, you know, I'm in this group.
doing this referral in the community. I'm getting my C legs under me in terms of knowing that I operate using a calendar. And I know it sounds very fundamental, but it's real. Your time is your life. It's the measure of your life. Your healing isn't how you do your time. So you were going into the fall, I got paired up with Sharon Bauer, another artist in the community. And we made a date. Follow through on the date. But again, I had to do these small celebrations, right? We made a date. We ended up spending the whole day together. Mm. We went to Bishop Garden. We went to her house and just, just did so many things. And we did the drawing together. So it was like, again, another stepping stone to another stepping stone. So now I start building one-to-one relationships in the, in the, in the tribe. Mm-hmm. And going into the fall, we were able to, did not, then, then we were talking about back then with Thrive, it was like the well, quote-unquote wellness basis. But again, for someone like myself who had higher been exposed, I was not ready. So now I, I was able to receive it. I'll give you a common example. Years before, fine. Someone said meditation. Yeah, sure. sure. You know, sure. I know what meditation is and blah, blah, blah. Was Rita doing it? No. But now I had built a lifestyle. So by the last fall, I had built a lifestyle of mm. allowing myself and start putting time in my day mm-hmm. for, for quiet and stillness. So I was able to access it. Just because mm-hmm. you know something don't mean you're able to access it. So in the fall, I started feeling myself being able to access so this is, I, I just want to stop on this point because I, I think it's um, really important for people to understand that our current societal dynamics have us at a really difficult and complicated time in history because we have access to all of the information that we could possibly ever want. And it's coming at us quickly and we can, we have this entire global relationship and dynamics. And at the same time, all of the things that most concern me about mental health and physical health and wellness health, all, everything about wellness and well being um, at a very holistic level, I'm not talking about skinny white girls in yoga pants, I'm talking about mental, physical, social, emotional health is at heartbreaking, staggering, rising numbers. And so I just don't want to pass by what you just said, because I don't know, there's not one woman, and I would say man too, probably, or even kid, but again, I don't really work a lot with men and children right now, like specifically, so I'm just going to speak from my experience. I don't know one woman who, who hasn't read a ton of books or blogs or like knows she should sleep more, knows she should eat better, quote unquote, even though she doesn't really know what that means. Like people aren't idiots, they're super smart. And they know in their head, the disconnect is the embodiment. And the reason our community, and I use the word community, not tribe, because I have been tuned into my privilege and me using words that are not from my background and community, I'm actively choosing to take a break from. So we're talking about the same dynamics here where, where people are comfortable with the language they're using, but I'm mindful that we are building a movement and a community of women and families and their partners and, and whoever wants to join the movement that says enough with what we know, 
let's hold each other accountable for what we're embodying and what we're doing and how our actual lives feel different. Because I, um, so in spirituality, you know, everything before this age was about the gathering of information. And then as we moved into the Aquarian age in, you know, there's, there's, not a hard and fast when this happened or as this is happening it is much more feminine meaning it's kind of been flowing in since the beginning of the year and some people say last year and some people say next year i don't know the point is that we are flowing into a new time because we have all the information we actually don't need more information we use books in lola and podcasts and teachers and authors to support our inner work that's happening in real life. So we're not using them to layer on more, more, more. We're digging into them as guides for like, okay, I read this passage about the stress cycle and burnout, and now I'm gonna spend this week exploring completing my own stress cycle now that I understand the science of it. And let me pause and integrate. So I, um, feel very strongly about current teachers and leaders and authors and writers and people who practice holding other people accountable for the embodiment, which is where a lot of my masculine energy comes out. Cause I can tell immediately if people are embodying or they're bullshitting me and they're just reading and reading and reading instead of embodying. And we have, and, and listen, I think this is a spectrum. I think we go through phases where we forget to embody and it's our um, responsibility as our community to continue to hold each other up and turn to our sister and say, hey, are you spending time in nature? Are you meditating? Are you doing breathing practices? Are you holding your belly? Are you holding your heart? Because right now you're just activating from the head. And that is the way that we sort of will domino because th that level of truth to each other and communication is what's contagious. That will help us be able to be fully present, loving presence at work, with our families, in our relationships. And that's what we're being called to do. We're not being called to have more, more, more. And, and, it, it, and it's just what you said about you had all the information, but the truth was when we were sitting at that table, I knew you weren't embodying it. And I couldn't have you leading this group without embodying it. Cause I'm not, I don't want to play that. It's not, I'm not interested in, in, in playing games. I'm interested in people feeling into their life, feeling, like they're they're interacting with it they're they're working with divine creation they're appreciative of everything that they have and looking outside there's this incredible tree and the sun it's a beautiful day there's art there's candles my dried flowers like there's so much abundance here in this moment of nothing it's a random tuesday at 9 30 right but I'm interested in us being becoming these leaders and, and working together. Once we get to this place, we don't then leave each other. We need each other more. Rita and I text about our lives more, not less, because we're still continuing to hold that mirror up for each other.
yes to everything you said, and I was taking, I was drawing some notes. Um, four things I took, I soaked up from what you just said. First and foremost, um, since this is a community conversation, me, me, as a whatever generation African American woman, feeling deep connectedness with a group of women that I previously had no connection to other than through pleasure really reaffirmed and holds me up to be excited about using the word tribe because in my background tribe is a word it's a familial yeah. word it's an ancestral yeah. word so I just want to paint that picture for the audience who may not know that I'm African-American yeah um that's what, when I say Lola is my child, it comes from me finding my family. Exactly. Um, and uh, something that, like I posted an article and I started seeing this term again that I'm getting ready to say, which has helped me heal. The first layer is community care before self-care. Mm -hmm. So let me be clear that, um, yes, uh, pleasures had stepped up to model and hold space to mentor me to lead but she is a, does not do work for other people she simply provided the opportunity i said yes step in and yep. then in addition to that um being allowing myself to schedule and make time for and actually build relationships in my community <laughs> helped me it's helping me change my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That means that it's not the, um, absolutely, it's not the podcast, the books. Uh, for the last past year, it hasn't been the podcast, the books. Um, it's been Brett, Michelle, Gail, mm -hmm. Chazzy, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. It's not the Francine, Kimmy, Jesse. Mm -hmm. It's not the what, it's always the who. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the people in our lives mm -hmm. that, that, that help us layer. Now, we make the choice. Are we going to layer and spiral up or are we going to layer and spiral down? Mm -hmm. And so I, I just really, those four points I wanted to point out about the tribe, mm -hmm. the, the community care mm -hmm. layers over the self-care. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, so glad that um, that you pointed that out because I, I kind of forgot that. But not forgot that, but in terms of in the background. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're like, oh, so, no, but it's all, it's, it's, it's so much, it's the embodiment comes from a place of you having support. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It does. And, and I will say to us that we, our work as conscious women is to make sure we're being mindful about the words that we're saying when we talk about self-care yes we can get we can get lost and think get back into that loop of, oh it's for me no 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 it loops back into i'm taking care of myself so i can continue to be available open and receiving of others and service to others because right and what we're not we'll, when we go to i think probably episode four or five i want to do one just on genealogy and ancestral healing and what that has looked like in 
our lives and in the end of Thrive and then moving into Lola, but like actually what it looks like. And that's what I mean is, is or that's what the articles and remembering that self-care is not about the nails and the bubble baths for you. It's so much deeper because of emotions being contagious and emotions being energy in motion, emotion, energy in motion, that when my children walk in the door and I'm a raging B-I-T-C-H, that is penetrating their cells and creating how they are going to be in the world, what they remember of their childhood and then how they parent. So we cannot change our homes and the future and anxiety and depression and suicide without our own mental and physical and emotional hygiene, which is self-care. But it's because of how we relate, of how we're so interrelated in society and in family and at work. So they go hand in hand. They're not in isolation. And we also have an epidemic, which we both saw, of traditionally caring female professions, nursing, teaching, social work, where the caregiver is so beyond burnt out, their self-care is nowhere to be found, that their community care is now suffering. We have teachers screaming at kids all day long in schools because they are so burnt out and the, and the community care has taken over their self-care and now they're both and now it's both detrimental, right? So we see that, I've seen that also. In fact, I see that, again, I've spent a lot of time with, a lot of time with nurses and doctors, as you do as well, and we're seeing that also. So yes, they're related, and it can come from either side. It can be from, I'm going to do self-care, I'm going to do it in isolation, it doesn't impact anything else, it's so selfish, which is not true, but this is like one end of the spectrum to the other end, which is I'm just going to give all the time to everybody and it's my job and I'm a martyr and I can do everything and I'm superwoman and I can take care of everyone. And meanwhile, you're, there's burnout. There, there's, that's not also contributing <laughs> necessarily in a good way. Like anything, it's in the middle of both, right? It's like a steadier, less sexy way of living, <laughs> I would say, because it's kind of not, you know, not too tight, not too loose. Um, okay, so just start... Sorry, go ahead. I just want you to start to also like kind of get us to where you are now and what I know we went down that rabbit hole, but like where where are you now and what are you really implementing and what are you seeing in your life and tell us what it looks like. So I'm about that love to read time in Yeah. Literally, where am I now? So I'm yeah. planning. I hope you can see my face on the screen. I am at the National Institutes of Health. Now the reason why I'm pointing that out because what I was going to tag on and pair with what you just said. Um the synchronicity of life is so perfect because mm -hmm. to give you all of what was ha what's happening in my life right now, the past year being in the little own community is parallel to my um, second year at NIH, at the National Institutes of Health. The reason why I want to point the two out is because I'm so blessed to have the undercurrent and the underpinning of being part of a women's women's mm -hmm. wellness community because that really um, helped me approach this my workspace with courage and clarity mm. and 
and, and confidence that, oh, wow, yes, we are here to do this work. It's so needed. What do I mean by that? Like, for example, you know, every day here at the National Institutes of Health, there is some prominent scientists speaking of stress as a public health epidemic. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, mm -hmm. and I just want to say it, and this is not to, my intent is to, is to educate right now, not to scare people, but in terms of, you know, the, the big five, cancer, obesity, the autoimmune, the anxiety, depression scale, and opioids. Mm -hmm. All every day someone is at NIH speaking on the women, women disproportionately in it, and how mm -hmm. along all these disease spectrums, there's a foundation of lifestyle. And there's a foundation of we're looking at what happens when humans go against nature. And when I say go against nature, meaning live, you know, we're, we're not drinking water, rest, being together, spending social time together. And I'm so happy that we, in this community, in our wellness community, we get, we get to um, experiment, we like use our own, our own work that we're doing, our own experiments and explorations. They're so packaged in a way that we can immediately take it to our families and take it to work and like really implement it. Like use mm -hmm. our own our own healing, our mm -hmm. own stories, our own experience to give back to our immediate world mm -hmm. and, and improve it. Um, so for me, this is what my life has been looking like uh, recent, more recently. You see, I'm outside. I actually found an outdoor patio space and I've started to take my laptop and I am being very bringing it down to earth. What does this look like for real? Mm -hmm. I my immediate office has no windows. It is very cold because it doesn't have good airflow. So now mm. that I am in a in, in, in a state of bacteria embodiment, a year into living a little own life, I am now alive to my own five senses. Mm. Whereas before, if I felt cold, if I was hungry, or if I was tired. Or if my mind was racing, I was numb to it a year before. I didn't even recognize my own signals in myself. Mm -hmm. A year later, I can, I know my body. It's been mm -hmm. a self-study of my own body. Mm -hmm. And so I know now, and I recognize now, oh, it's warm outside. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that between the hours of 8 and 12, my mind is very open to doing um, projects or having deep conversations. Let me go and, and, and be flexible and not feel chained to this is a masculine. I used to feel chained to my guests. That came from a very um, patriarchal place. All right, you know, my supervisor looking for me, he needs to see me working hard. No, like a year later, I now have a different language. I'm like, no, it's not dichotomous. Like, I have a laptop, I'm a free human being. There are other spaces to work at the NIH campus. Be a free human being and do what you need to do to work well. To work well, well at work. Put them together, Rita. So this is, I mean, I know this sounds very drilled down and very basic, but I'm hoping I'm giving you all a, a, a real yeah. peek into it's not, you know, I love the little old life because it's very practical. It's mm -hmm. very, it's something that you can do. Look, I have, I have, I've learned, I've also been exposed to um, Ayurveda and Ayurvedic living. Again, we're not going to get into that, yeah. but not to take it too deep. Um, one simple a way to take care of myself and soothe my
my anxiety and also help with my dry skin is using oils. Mm -hmm. As you can see, I got a bottle of oil in my hand. You know, mm -hmm. I, you know, when I feel like I just need a, a quick sniff or a quick lift or mm -hmm. I may need to feel my, I can do something about it rather than being numb to it. Like, oh, okay, no. I mean, these are very simple things. Car mm -hmm. You know, carrying the things that make you feel better mm -hmm. with you throughout mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. Um, taking time in your day to eat lunch, taking time in your mm -hmm. day to take a break, mm -hmm. taking time in the day to, if you feel like you're overcome with thoughts and emotions, journaling, writing, writing your way out of mm -hmm. your mind, mm -hmm. writing down your dreams, <clears throat> writing down your desires, just writing as a tool. You know, these are things that I've learned that work for me and that are wellness practices. And it's accessible and again i love the word access because mm -hmm. this is something yeah. that this is a concept that we hear a lot but access simply means is it something that anyone can do mm -hmm. if they want to do it yes so mm -hmm. um that's any final like. yeah any final thoughts i guess you know if you could kind of put together, like, what has this past year been like for you? Um, and what are you excited about for the next year? I'm excited that I can take care of myself. Yeah. Let me repeat. I am excited. I now know a year, living a year of little life, that Rita, you can take care of yourself. Mm. And it goes both ways. You know, a lot of, a lot of, us as women, we're, we, 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 in along our way, we've lost our, we feel powerless, we feel helpless, we don't feel like we have agency in our own lives. And what I now know, and what I now live, and it's a daily practice of taking care of myself, mm -hmm. taking my own power back. Mm -hmm. um, and I look forward to next year continuing to grow and expand on different ways I can take care of myself, doing mm -hmm. the things that I love to Mm -hmm. Notice I didn't say doing the things I should do. See, that was mm -hmm. the old life. Yeah. Before I came to the old. Well, you know, the things I should do. Yeah. Or the things I could do. You know, the could come from a place yeah. of telling yourself again that you that you're you're not able, you're not capable. Yeah. No, I I can take care of myself. I can do the things. I, this is my life. Yeah, <laughs> and I think for us, I think for like this this type of woman it's not like we're really good at taking care of others mm -hmm. and we stopped or we never for whatever reason it doesn't matter didn't learn how to take care of ourselves and mother ourselves right and ayurveda is the art of mothering so i always like to remind myself of that is the reason ayurveda feels like home to me is because it is the art of mothering yourself and so what is so fascinating to me is that the art of mothering myself and taking care of myself like I would anyone else, because I'm really good at taking care of others, so are you, so are most of the women in our community, um, is that part of taking care of ourselves at a deep level has also allowed us to ask, ask for help when we need it and accept it when it's offered. Because we kind of, when you go into the role of caregiver over and over for so long and for so many years and in all the relationships, 
you actually build up a wall which prevents you from accepting help, from having that energetic flow back and forth. And one of the things that I'm very open about practicing, especially in real life with Rita, is like, it's all, I also have a hard time accepting hugs or love. Like I have a very strong constitution of like, I got this, I don't need anybody. Like I'm, I'm very much like that personally. And one of the big breakthroughs I had this year was we had a retreat a few weeks ago and I told people publicly, like, I'm accepting hugs, which was really uncomfortable for me because is that vulnerability? Does that mean I'm soft? Does that mean I'm weak? Like, but in order for, again, there to be integration and humility and honesty, like I'm, I'm seeing this happen more and more with those of us who are really strong and good at taking care of others is that we're softening in a way to also be able to ask for help and accept it when we need it instead of always using taking care of others. Absolutely. And it's interesting about how, again, you know, we're humans. We, we mirror each other. And so I think it's so beautiful that, yes, I bought, you know, Debbie, she receiving hugs and I'm in the gym doing yeah. arm curls. Lift weights, yeah, right. Lifting, lifting weights, building strength, I'm right. Building strength. See, she's, she's, she's back to the mothering. These are the words that come to mind. She's feeding from me and I'm feeding from her. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a reciprocity, you know, and it's, we, it's so beautiful because someone I was giving, I was giving out some business cards and someone took my business card and said, oh my God, you have a wellness community? It must be hard. And I said, no, actually, no, uh, it's not hard <laughs> because the kind of community that we have, it, it, it's so synchronous. It's like, we, we don't, we don't have, you know, no one's looking over no one's shoulder. It literally is a free and open space that as we take care of ourselves, we take care of each other. As we take care of each other, we take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yes, a year mm -hmm. in, I have a freaking calendar. A year mm -hmm. in, if someone asks me, what are you doing this weekend? Instead of a 500 word essay, which still means that <laughs> I don't fucking know, I actually have an answer that comes from an authentic place. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit like that. I mean, I'm, I'm just yeah. keeping it all real. Cause you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes we think, oh, I found, you know, in wellness and spiritual, you think like, you think we pray love or you think, oh, you know, the heavens and, and you know, the, but no, it's very simple. Like a life, living the little own life a year in, I'm not afraid of the things that I desire. A year in, yeah. I have a calendar and I use it. A year in, yeah. when I'm hungry, I now know that I'm worth stopping what I'm doing and eating a meal. I mean, I'm serious. I'm getting down to the realness of yeah. life. You know what yeah. I mean? Stuff, simple stuff like that. I'm not afraid to say no. Yeah. Um, and in later, um, later this summer, after we, uh, later this summer, we're going to do an episode on relationships, friendships, and then romantic and family. So we're going to put a note in that because we didn't really touch on that today, but that's been a big part of, I know for both of our lives. So we'll do a whole episode on relationships and communication and, um, Rita, thank you. Thanks for chatting with me today in thank our community you. and I'll see you next week. So look for okay. our conversations each week and we'll have a different topic that we'll jam on. And if something comes up that's relevant, we'll talk about that instead. <laughs> yep. Take okay. care out there, everyone. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.